of the Akpejo, a community of young people coming together to tell our stories about our relationship with Jesus Christ and grow together in Christ. We aim to have conversations that would help us grow and deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining. I'm your host, Nifemi. Hey guys, um, welcome to the Blurry Line Podcast. My name is Nifemi and I'm your host for today. Today I have a very interesting topic and it's more like a first year faith sharing session. Um, but before I go into explaining what the topic will be about, I wanted to let our guest introduce himself. So please introduce yourself. Hello, good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is I'm a servant of God, the son of God, and I am the wife of God. And uh, yeah, basically, I'm a music minister, I'm a word minister, and uh, currently I'm serving as the president of the Nigerian Christian Compass Fellowship, Lagos State Chapter by the grace of God. I, um, I graduated from the University of Lagos, uh, I graduated in philosophy, and um, yeah. Basically about me. <laughs> yeah, I like reason people on this spot to introduce themselves. It's always very fun. Um, but thank you again, Joshua. Um, thank you for coming. It's great to see the work you're doing with the NCCF Fellowship Lagos. Um, and we thank God for his grace for you to be able to continue to do this. And just jumping into the topic we're going to be discussing today, and like I said, it's more like a faith faith sharing session because what we've kind of tagged the topic around is I could not have seen this and is about embracing the journey and trusting God with the destination. And, um, and I think that it's, um, it's always interesting when people ask you, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And nowadays, I think my answers have been in this way that I didn't know I'll be here five years ago. I didn't know I'll be here three years ago. Like I could not have seen, this place that I am now. And um, it just always takes my mind back to how we should try to embrace the journey because in the period of the five year, getting to where we all are today, we see that we might have been sad, we might have been angry with God because the things that we hoped for had not come. The thing that we've prayed for was in was pending and we didn't just embrace the journey and ex- enjoy, his, enjoy what God was taking us through, but we j- but we just we didn't just enjoy it basically and now that we're where we are where we where we're happy to be where we are we look back and we're like oh i wish i had enjoyed that journey and so this topic this conversation this story sharing session is supposed to help christians and believers to be able to embrace their journey and just trust God with the destination and you know like i i always see this example from the story of paul when he was on the ship and the ship was um was crumbling and he said to them that even if you would fall you will still get to the shore that means the destination was certain that they were going to get to the shore but they were going to go through a lot of troubles getting there and i, I always imagine it in this scenario that what if they are just played on the 
pranks that they had left, had fun because they knew that they were still going to get to the show regardless. And they stopped struggling. They stopped gasping for breath. They stopped shouting, help me, help me, help me. And all of those. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I wanted to start with this first question to say, can you just take us through your journey so far, what you do, how God has been a key factor of your journey and how it is important for people to just understand that in your own journey, there's been moments that you could not have even seen coming. There's been moments that you could not have even planned in any way, but like God has just taken you there. So that's what we're going to start with. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I am a pastor's son. Yeah. And um, I'm the first son and uh, the second uh, born of the family. I have an elder sister, beautiful, fantastic sister. I, uh, well, my journey with God has been very, very, how would I put it? has been very, very shocking. As people told me, like, like the team is, I could not have seen a lot of things come my way. I know that uh, many a times uh, we have visions, we have dreams of the future, we have. Uh, Yes, dreams and dreams and plans for the future. And we've seen certain things in our minds. Okay, this is where I want to be in the next time, five to 10 years, this is how I want to be, you know, those kind of things. But my journey is not really in that format. Okay, so I started music ministry from a very early age. Yes, sorry. I started music ministry from a very, first, a very early age. I, um, I think from the age of like uh, 17 or so, 16, 17, about that. And um, so my plan was, oh, I was going to be like Nathaniel Bassi, music minister, you know, tour the world and all of our stuff at the very early age, be like the youngest international music minister in the world. You know, that kind of thing was was my dream, was my passion. And uh, I uh, I got born again um, during that journey because I was a pastor, so I mean I was born again. It doesn't mean I had a life, but it didn't mean I had a really good so when I got born again, I got to realize that so I still had that dream, I still had that passion. But I didn't really see where God was taking me, to be honest with you. I saw a lot of things pop up in my visions and dreams, but I never really could understand them. I just knew that music was part of it. So I was always just running according to that plan. So I wanted to go to University of Benin to study. Uh, that didn't work out. So I got into the University of Lagos and I was thinking, oh, right now in the University of Lagos, I'm just going to be chilled. I'm just going to be, you know, be myself or get all this pastor something and just, you know, come and rock the world in the University of Lagos, you know. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't what God had in plan for me. Anyway, I am um, in the University of Lagos. I was practically everywhere, though I joined the Southern Army Fellowship, an arm of the Indian Church of God. I joined the Southern Army Fellowship and I was the assistant music director at a point, and uh, practically I was ministering in every fellowship on campus. Every fellowship called me at some point, like, like oh, I minister this, and I was I was practically everywhere, you know, jumping around. Though it affected my academics at some point, I was I wanted to be a first class student, but I couldn't get that first class anymore. There's a ministry jumping here and there, so I was exposed to a lot of things at a very early early age ministering at different places. At times I could have like seven to eight ministrations in a week. And I was jumping places, Lagos, uh, Oakwood State, different states, Ondo, Kitty, and all of that stuff. 
and uh, it was it was fun. It was really fun. It was really fun. So fast forward to the end of my university days, I I became a youth copper, and then I was like, okay, I'm entering the copper realm and the copper's uh, thing. So I entered the orientation camp, and then I just went, okay, I didn't want anybody to know who I was. I just wanted to be myself and just be there, you know, just be simple and everything. I didn't know that God had planned different plans for me. So a prophecy came in by one of the friends of mine that uh, God wants to use me to do something in NYC for this whole year. She didn't say no. I said, okay, all right. I didn't know what God had planned for me. Then another friend of mine, another pastor friend of mine, also sent a prophecy to that this young man is going to scatter the whole of NYC and all of that stuff. I said, yeah, what's happening here? So I got an orientation camp and just, you know, I joined the only Christ, Pentecostal Christian Fellowship in the orientation camp. That's the Nigerian Christian Compass Fellowship. And I was just, you know, helping out in the choir, helping them carry stickers and just be around for the prayer meeting and all. And just be there as much as I can. I was in the orientation broadcasting service of the orientation camp of Lagos. So I was uh, shuffling both and juggling both. So I never really expected that anything was going to come out of NCCF. My plan was that, okay, maybe after I was done with the uh, orientation camp, what I'll just do is I'll just move straight to just move straight to my PPA, continue ministry as it was, because I wanted to work in Nigeria Info. I, um, that was my dream, that was my plan. I wanted to be a voiceover artist, uh, be a radio presenter, be a TV presenter, and all of that stuff. That's my dream and my plan, my own plan. I didn't know what God wanted for me anyways. So fast forward to the last Sunday of the orientation camp. Um, that's when I got the shocking news that I was uh, being nominated. Or I don't call it nominated. I was made the president of the Lagos State chapter of NCCF. Ah, I was like, oh my God. So this is what God was saying. But funny enough, a week before, I had this premonition. And I don't know what voice. I heard a voice say to me, you will be the president of this fellowship. And I immediately rebuked it. I was like, God forbid, this is not going to happen. I rejected the name of Jesus. Die by fire, you know, that kind of thing. I rejected that kind of thing from my, from my mind. And, um, well, it happened. It happened on that Sunday. And I, I, I was called out. I was called, you know, all the other executives. I was clapping for my people. Like, oh, because I know these people have been working well in the fellowship. They've been active. They've been doing one or two things and they've been doing it very well. So I didn't know that God actually wanted me to be part of that team. And uh, when my name was called, I was almost in tears. I was like, oh my God. Because God practically scattered my own plans. You know, this was not what I wanted. This was not where I wanted to be. But the next one, yeah, you know, sacrificing my salary, sacrificing my time, sacrificing my dreams and all of that stuff to become the president and pastor of the fellowship. And it was quite, uh, it looked quite like a burden for me. But I was willing to give that one year tight unto God. and. Uh, and I'm serving God there right now. And it's been a fantastic ride. It's been a very, very fantastic ride. So my, my advice and my, um, my talk to people is that uh, you can never really say you know what, uh, what God has in store for you. What you just know is that he has a good end for you. He has a glorious future for you. 
you know, those who are in Christ are the ones who have a glorious, glorious future in Christ. Because if you're not in Christ, the, the glorious future is not satisfied in Christ, it's not certain. So I knew that my father had me in the palm of his hand. He has me in the palm of his hand. And I know he loves me so much. So he, he, he would never put me in a position or in a place where I wouldn't learn from it. Or he never put me in a place of position where I would not gain from it also. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a fantastic ride. But the truth is that um, I always say, and I still say it, that um, every process God puts you in, though many times it may not be what you had in mind, but every place, every process that God is taking through or putting you in is for your growth, is to help you achieve what he would want you to achieve. You know, many times we think our potentials are uh, in what we want to have, but maybe you think that music is like, okay, like, Oh, maybe it's just music I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. What if God is preparing to be a pastor? You know, I never begged Nathaniel Bassi to be someone who will end up being a pastor one day or the other. And um, now he's a pastor. He's a pastor of, uh, what's the name of that church again? I think the Oasis, yes. So God has bigger plans for a lot of us, for every one of us, especially those of us who are in Christ. He has plans for every one of us. So, and many a times we are we are so perturbed about tomorrow, or we are so concerned about how tomorrow will run, how this will be, how this will go, how you know, we are so 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 troubled that we forget that our lives in his hand and he owns the tomorrow. So many a times what I just tell myself is that my tomorrow will be all right. My tomorrow will be all right. You know, it may not seem like what you want, it may not seem like this is the path that. It's following your own plans, but his plans are always better. His plans are always better. I never expected I was going to be here. I never even thought of it. I never dreamt of it. I, if I had that premonition on that dream, I probably would have been like, hey, I'm running away from here, I know. But God has his reasons, and uh, I'm here. I'm here, and uh, I'm serving God with the big to the fullest of my capacity. So don't run away. Yeah, don't run away. Even if you've never expected to be where you are right now, but you are alive, you're kicking, you're well, you're standing strong. So what you do is you always put your trust in Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says something. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and you will direct your path. Meaning that the difficulties of divine direction is clearly in trusting in the Lord. So for those of you, for those of us that are in the Lord, that are here in Christ, we should trust him. The key is to trust him because the future is never really as we would think. You get, as it's not being as we would think because he knows the best for us. He knows the best for us. Many a times we should change ourselves. Yeah. Many a times we truly, truly should change ourselves. We think our dreams are quite big, but many a times we don't know that God's dreams are big. God's plans for us are actually bigger. Now look at the example of a pastor in a particular boy. He had the way of our CCG. You know, he had plans to be the vice, the youngest vice chancellor in Africa. He had plans to, you know, and all of that stuff. He started off as a photographer, a boxer, you know, married his wife, thinking we have a simple life. Oh, come on. He's part of the most shifting, most influential people in the world. That's a big and a huge thing. And he's practically one of the most influential pastors also. So God has a reason why you're where you are right now. God has placed you there, not because it, uh, he doesn't love you, not because uh, he, he, he's trying to uh, push you or anything. In fact, pushing you is even the best thing for you. Let God push you, yes. Accept his pushing, accept his teaching, accept his 
accept system stretching because the current plans are always, always, always better. So even though you never expected to be where you are right now, because I know there was a time in the life of Pastor Inu Kadijaria, the boy, where God told him to move down to the redemption camp, then where there was no land and everything, he had to carry his wife, you know, he had to leave his mansion in Michigan to come down there and start, uh, you know, building and, you know, that kind of thing can be somehow, you know, God telling you to go and do that, leave your place and everything, come on. You know, a whole lecturer, senior lecturer in university, you know, that kind of thing was somehow, you know, in his mind, like, I never expected I'll be in this place. But boom, he was there. He found himself there. And if he had that, if at that point in time, he was murmuring, he was, he was saying no, and he returned, he would probably not have been where he is right now. So trust the process. No matter how hard it seems, you just have to trust the process. Because God has you in the palm of his hand. And he loves you so much. He would never put you in any position or place where he won't teach you a lesson or he can give you a blessing. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Um, that was such enlightening. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful to hear. And I think it's very interesting. Like when you were sharing your story about how you had your mindset on what you were hoping to achieve and what you were hoping that would come your way as you journey through life, but God took you through another direction and you just had to go with it. And now God is using you in tremendous ways that you could not have imagined. And um, this leads me to my, my next question, which is going to be a, a twofold question. And, and the first, the first fold is, and, and this, it doesn't, it bothers me a lot, but it kind of just makes me always think and, and consider some things. And it's about how, what does it, is it always every time that what God, is going to redirect you to, to aligns with the things you have in your heart, but not necessarily the exact way you see it. And I'll give an example of you, like your story. You've always, in one way or the other, you always wanted to be a minister, but your mind could only conceive one way in which you could minister the um, the word of God to people, which is true music. You had big dreams and big visions about how you wanted to minister. Um, but God took you through another part of having influence over a certain people, people that would need direction, people that are just coming out of uni, people that are just, that would need someone to lead them and just shepherd them to Christ. And in that sense, that's also ministration, but it's not the way... Um, that you've you've thought about it all the while and so my question is that like is it every time that god's when god is going to redirect our past that he is aligned with the category let me use the last way of what we what we are expecting in our arts and the second question is one of like in in, in sharing your story one of the one of the key things that i picked up from it is you let go of the illusion of control you have you you are not you are not bogged by it. okay this is what i want to do and this is how i want to do it like the idea that you had control of destination you let go of it but i wanted to because this is the art part for some people this is where people i mean if i've dreamed of my life that i was going to be a doctor i was going to make an impact in this and i've told that journey all my life gone to uni gone to med school maybe even started and god is now calling me to say um, maybe not even say anything, but just to say you need to leave that place, for example, and it has not even given you a destination in mind. To so some people, it might be really, really, very tough to just 
embrace it. And I think that's a conversation we don't have as Christians enough. We we just say, yes, go and God has spoken to you, go and do it. And I, and I and I we get the concept, but to some people it may be really tough to just embrace that. That they, they recognize God's voice, they want to obey. They they literally their hearts are are singing up to say, I, I really want to obey you, but I don't have the strength to do it. Like I don't I like I've seen you come through for me over and over, but this seems like something that I don't have the strength to do. So how can how can we get people to let go of that illusion of that of that face and just completely obey God? These are the questions I wanted to ask. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for the question. Um, um, let me give you an, an, an instance of a man called Abraham. Abraham, God told him, you know, leave your house, leave your place to a land where I would, you know, and where I would take you. First of all, Abraham did not really know the voice of God. So trusting a voice that he heard properly, practically he heard was another thing. But he was willing to obey. You know, most of us are not just willing to obey. That's one. Two, and many of us are not willing to trust God. You know, that's, it, it, it's, it's quite big. Because, you know, the concept of trust is one of the major problems that we have in this present time. A lot of us, have, our trust has been broken. We've had people break our hearts big time. But the truth about it is that we have a father who would never, ever intentionally want to break, break your heart, who would never ever break your heart. If it's breaking your heart, it's supposed to be So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, we need to really, really, really look at the intent and the content of our hearts. That's the truth. We need to know exactly, okay, yeah, you heard the voice of God. God told you not to this place, but it seems so hard. The reason why it's hard for you is because you cannot trust God. It's because it seems like you don't, you can't trust Him. If you cannot trust God, then how would you expect Him to work with you, for you, through you, in you, and for you? So many of us are just, uh, we are just talked about uh, um, how tomorrow will go. You know, it seems like, oh, what if, okay, God told me that I, I want to be a doctor. I, I, I want to be a doctor. And in the middle of the road, in my final year, God told me to drop out of university and start up something different. You know, for a lot of us, it will seem, you know, the truth, I say this to a lot of people, and it's still in the word of God. You know, the, the, the foolishness of God is still wider than the wisdom of men. So it would it, it, it seem foolishness to men for a man to drop out of university, especially in his final year, to become a doctor. You know you heard the voice of God. But, you know, many times we listen too much to the voice of men. And we listen too much to the voice of fear. We listen too much to the voice of fear. You know, fear is one part of uh, this um, of, of this our time or this our season that we need to let go of. And the Bible already told us that yeah, the word of God has said that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. That means that he has given us the ability, the strength to overcome fear. And it's the, we, we, need, we need to access that by completely trusting in the word of God and trusting him. If you don't trust me, you will never give me the, the ability of the opportunity to talk to people. If God doesn't trust me, he will not put me in this position at this point in time. So we need to trust God because he trusts us. For you to say, I love you, that means I trust you. So God loves us and trusts us with this thing. So we need not to feel him. You know, many times when we think that God is breaking our hearts, we're actually breaking our hearts. So we need to be obedient to the voice of God. You know, the, 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 the process might never seem as easy as it is. You know, when, when gold goes through fire, it, the process doesn't really look so sweet and so palatable. But when it comes out, it comes out so beautiful. 
So we need to be able, like I said, we need to trust the process, trust the word of God, trust the voice of God, and trust God completely. You need to obey and trust. You know, the first thing is to go. And when God will never tell a man to go if you have not told him to come. God will first pull you to himself before telling you to go. So please and please, you know, when if you're listening to this, I will advise you out of that and they'll tell you to please completely put your trust in God. Put your trust in God and obey the voice of God because God has told you to move. Faithfully is he who has called you, you know. So trust him throughout. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like that's that's really that's really powerful. But I I I wanted to also just latch on that conversation about trust now and and ask this question. And so I was reading something I can't remember what I was reading. I was watching, but it was a conversation about how people compartmentalize their trust for God in different ways. So. They trust God completely in their relationships. They trust God completely in their this one. But there is an area of their life that they are still struggling with that trust. They are still dancing around to say, okay, yeah, you do 80, I want to do 20. You do 95, okay, let me take five. And is that a concept that is, that's just, that is true about how people can say, I trust God, like, when it comes to me going around and coming in, I don't have any say, like, God will do it. Like, when it comes to this one, God will do it. And so do you think that concept is true about how people compartmentalize their trust for God? All right, thank you so much. I, I believe that is very true. A lot of people tend to do that. Even me growing up, I had many times I had that or have that um, concept in heart. Yeah, I believe that my uh, going out that company secure in the hands of God. Many times I didn't trust God for I didn't trust God for my school fees many times. So it was uh, I don't know, a lot of us a lot of us we really need to lay our all to God. We need to lay our all to God. You know, it's, I, w- I won't say it's easy sometimes, but, you know, when you have an encounter with God, a lot of things change in your mindset. That's why we need to consistently, continually renew our mind. There are a lot of things that we see ourselves in daily that are from this world that we need to let go of because it corrupts the, 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 spiritual, the spiritual physique of our person. And, you know, our spiritual man actually should easily or easily suffer completely in everything. So we need an, at every point in time to lay it all down because we and consistently renew our minds. We need to, it's very, very quintessential. Very, very quintessential. So lay everything before God in every, every way. Every way. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll soon go back to the, the, uh, the something I wanted to ask, but I wanted to ask one last question on trust because I mean, I've had conversations with people about this topic, and I'm going to give you a scenario now, um, for someone I spoke to. And, um, so this person is kind of battling with a decision that they feel strongly that God has asked them to make, and when they got into that, um, when they got into that position, they didn't get into it by any of their strength, any of their power. It was literally divinely orchestrated. And so God is now asking them to say, okay, I need you to actually leave this position. But they are now saying to God that um, you brought it though, if you want to take it away. And um, so what's going on, the person was like, 
I don't trust God not to. I don't trust God not to do it. Like I don't. I, I'm not afraid that God is not going to take care of me. I'm not. I'm not in doubt that God is not going to um, help me. I'm not. I like the guy was like. I know that God is going to come for me. Like anyhow, like He comes for me every day, even regardless of me holding on to this decision. And it's just like I just don't know how to make this decision. It's just hard for me to make this one. And I was trying to explain, but I couldn't because I'm like, like I've seen this guy literally want to do something in the morning about maybe go to say, God, should I go? I'm gonna say no, and he's sleeping the house. Like, so like it's not a matter of whether he trusts God. Like you can see from how he lives his life, like if he's going somewhere, God, I need your help with this. And he doesn't doubt that would happen. And like God keeps showing himself to him regardless of that decision that is still holding on. And so if you were me in that shoes where you're supposed to speak to that kind of person, what's the best way in terms of like embracing the journey, trusting God, what's the best thing you can say to that person to help this person navigate navigate this situation? I don't know if that was clear. Mm. I can't really get it. But, you know, trusting God is based on is you, it's all you. You know, I can't trust God for you. I can't trust God for you. You have to trust him for yourself. You know, you have to see him actually working it for you. You know, it's your, your encounter with God, your previous testimony, you know, sometimes should actually strengthen your faith. You know, if you if you haven't if you haven't seen anything, if you haven't seen God do anything for you, then he's not been faithful. But if he has told you that okay, this is what I'm gonna do for you, this is what I need to do for me, and this is what I'm taking to do. And you've seen past testimony, you've seen certain things of how God has helped you in the past. Then your tomorrow shouldn't be a problem for him to handle. You know, many of us are so concerned about how tomorrow will be run. And uh, you know, I I I don't know, I feel like uh, the concept of trust is is just us on our on how to ground it behind the word of God. If you're not really grounded with God or with the word of God, you will have problems trusting God. That's the truth. You have problems because in the word of God, you see lines. John chapter 1, verse 4 says, In the beginning was the word, the word was the God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was already made that was made. Verse 3 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of all men, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness that means that the word of God gives us light, and that light becomes light. It gives us light, and that light becomes light. You know, many of us need to stay the word of God so that we can have revelation. You know, it's the revelation, you know, the beautiful revelation of the beautiful of how things should go or would go. You know, if, if before you can trust somebody, you need to be able to have seen a track record of things. You know, for us, I was telling someone that with God, we, we don't believe to see. We, see, we don't see to believe, we need to see. So it's quite different for God. You, know, you need to trust Him even when you don't see Him. Trusting Him is, is basically 100% letting go of your understanding, letting go of your wits, of your skills, and putting it all before Jesus Christ. But you need to be, in fact, effortlessly grounded in the Word of God. It gives you faith. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Like, if um, I, I always, no, I, I always say that these people, like, if you have seen God come through, if you have marked the areas in your life that God got come through for you, 
it would it, you like making a decision based on God's word would not be really tough because people like it's like it's that simple saying that we say we did it before you can do it again and um and i think that's profound like once you've consistently seen god in your life and i always try to tell people that you you need to learn to see god in everything like it's a for me i might be wrong I, i call it a science whereby you have to stop at that moment okay someone offers you 200 narrated or 15 naira. you have to stop at that moment and see that that was god like it's because as human beings we just we are moving at a very fast pace that we just go from one two three four five six straight there may be one grand thing happen after the 10 things we say yes thank you god but like there's a science of just stopping and just taking stock like how did i come to meet joshua banjo today to have this conversation it wasn't it wasn't my will. It wasn't my, I didn't send you hundred emails. I didn't, I just, I haven't known you before. And you have to stop to take that stop to say, this is the value orchestrator. This is God coming through for me when I needed someone to be a guest on the podcast, as opposed to go out um, soon. And, and that's the science. And the moment you keep trying to do that every day, your faith begins to deepen, your faith begins to strengthen, you You begin to, like you begin to see things that people uh, can't see, you begin to see your life in a way that people can't see. And, and I think that's, that's one of the really great things to do. So I wanted to go back into the conversation and I, and I love how we took some time out to just discuss trust. And I wanted to ask this questions like, you know that, um, Sometimes, like in this our journey, because like we are only, I, I'll give the example of the children of Israel to, when Moses took them out of um, Egypt and was taking them to the Promised Land. If if when we read the accounts in the Bible, we we, we realize that God, to, we are third party to this story. They didn't know, but they said that God took them through a longer journey because there was a war happening on the shorter route, and He knew that because they were just coming from slavery they would not have been able and they, they didn't have the capabilities to be able to go through that war, even if that route was shorter. And this leads me to my next yeah. question that, do we ever just sit down with our lives and thank God for the issues that he saved us from or the journey that he didn't allow us to go through? Sorry, could you give me could you give me that question again? Sorry. Just so do we do we ever just do we ever just sit down and just say, God, I'm grateful for for the things that you saved me from that I can't even see, or the journey that you took me away from, even if it felt like the most favorable and the most um sh- the shortest journey. You know, many times we we think that uh, God is uh, God is slow in certain things, but you know Him being slow to us uh, is is because we think and uh, we are in charge of time. You know, I think I heard Chris Delvin say something like that, that. How do you know that God is being slow? That means you must have been in charge of time. Then, so I feel like we need to be able to understand that uh, He's the owner of time, and if it is, if it if it, if it delivers us from a certain thing like a certain um, uh, position or something, or maybe he will withhold something from us for a long time. Like let's say, oh, jam 10 years, you didn't, you couldn't get jam 10 years. But what what happened within that 10 years? We're able to learn, meet some people, and other, maybe you wouldn't have had that thing at that time. So we need to be able to, it still all boils down to trusting him, except if I'm not getting the question right, basically. But I believe that um, 
we need to be able to trust the owner of time. And we need to be able to understand that his plans and purposes for us are good and not evil, and they bring us to a very great end. So I don't know if I'm getting the question right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You are, you are, um, you're absolutely right. But like, you're, you're right that God is the owner of time, and and I believe completely that we we sent we seldomly sometimes just walk in our own time to say, oh, this is when, and that's because the world has defined what time should look like for us, and we don't necessarily just try to tell God to say, what is your time on this? What is your what what season do you want me to enter into this? And um and 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 I and I agree with you completely. And it wasn't more like a I don't think there's a right or wrong answer or there's a perfect answer. And for me, it's just like we just have a position to explain or just tell people about how. And that's why I used the example of the children of the of the, of the Israelites when they were living in Egypt about how God took them to a shorter, a longer route, even if there was a shorter route. That, but He knew that there was a war happening, and if if they had gone through that route, they probably would have died, and they would not have gone into the promised land because they were not ready to fight the war. And it's that as as Christians here, yeah, we 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 only see what we can see like we are we, we, we are limited by our eyes and we can't see the things that god has taken away from us like even like the example of someone going through jam for 10 years for example and it to the world it doesn't sound like a reasonable thing to do it sounds foolish for you to just be feeling jam every year but like because we can't see the skin god is shedding through us at the moment that you are going through that process it feels we, we become ungrateful we become become sad we become angry with god and like why is this happening to me and I think it's just being able to admonish people to once in a day, twice in a day, all your life, just tell God and just in a calm voice and say, thank you for the things you didn't let me go through. Thank you for the things you took me through a longer route because you knew I wasn't ready to go through the shorter route. And um, and we can only see some of these things when we look back, when we when we are like at the point now, like look at, we can look at our lives now and I, I like I look at 25 years before and be like, oh, that's why this thing had to happen. That's why that thing had to happen. And um, we can only do that in retrospect. But at the moment that it, it's, it's happening, we, we don't understand why, and which is why trust is a key thing, which is why we're encouraging people now to say, well, as you go on with life, as you go on in this your journey, it's, it's key to learn to go back to God and say, thank you for the things you didn't take me through. Thank you for the things you you took me through a longer route and and yes you are you're absolutely right that god we need to trust the god of time and and, and that's the key thing so I, I want to wrap this up with um with two questions and it's when i'll ask the next one later but the first one i wanted to ask is how can you align your journey your your purpose you know your journey your your add times to your purpose because i think like I, for me like I talk to people on a topic called clarity. And one of the key things I always say that once you are, once God has revealed your purpose to you, one God has told you that this is what I, I, I want to see you do this. I, I, I want you to do this. It's um it's easier for you to go through a time because you are you are somewhat comforted that this is leading me to my purpose. So how can you align those seasons of your life whereby that you don't understand to your purpose? Decisions mm. 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 and the times you don't understand that God is taking you through and your purpose. Is that the right? Is that the question? How do you align it? Yes, yes, that's the question. Mm. Okay. 
Okay, the season that you are going to the court is working with, you are putting in specific places, are the seasons of the preparation, the seasons of your, uh, of your meeting. Let's look at the story of Joseph. Uh, Joseph was shown, and his purpose, he had told the purpose in his life was he was going to be the head of his family. His father and mother and all his brothers were going to go down. And Johnny um, <laughs> didn't look like it. The brothers gathered up together against this young man, put him in the pit, and they were like, okay, let's kill this guy. Okay. And one said, no, let's not kill him, let's sell him. They sold their own brother and they, they got to Egypt. And um, when he got to Egypt, he became, he became a houseboy, but he became a chief houseboy. And at the end of the day, the woman wanted to speak to him before, he wanted to taste of his, of his sauce. And, uh, <laughs> Everything he didn't look like uh, he was aligning to what his purpose looked like. But how did he align? He was able to trust God through everything. He was able to pray. He was able to, you know, he was able to stand right and align through God's word. Because, you know, when we trust the process, we align with um, God's plans and purposes for our life. You know, the process never seems exactly how we would plan it. The process is never our understanding. The process is never aligned with our understanding. Because if I say I want to be a doctor already, it is aligned that I'm going to finish medical school, maybe I'm done with medical school, I'm going to practice for a while, I'm going to be a medical doctor. But, you know, our ways are not the ways of God. You know? But how do we align by completely trusting him, mean, praying and, and seeking his face at every point in time, you know? You know, when uh, they said, okay, when he told that they knew you were going to be, I'm, I keep using him because he's my father in the Lord. When he told that they knew you were going to be, I said, yeah, he's going to be the right person. Or you're going to be this and you're going to be that. Everything is going to reach all the nations of the world and all those things. He didn't, he didn't look like that because then it was just, there were those 49 Pharisees. And those little stuff and things southwest or so. So it didn't look like it. But throughout the, you know, all the battles, all the, times where the government wanted to kill the young man, where certain things wanted to happen and all of that stuff, you know, but it brought him to that point, to the point where it is. The process and whatever God is putting you through at this point in time is actually to make you what he had in store for you. You know, my purpose in life, how do you know your purpose in life? Many of us we ask ourselves that question. Many of us don't really know. We think we know, but we do not know. That's the, that's the funniest of things. We don't really, really know my purpose in life and you can only find the purpose of your life hidden in the word of god you can never never find it outside the word of god you can never find it in a in uh in your teacher you can never find it in the book you can only find it in the word of god your purpose the purpose of plan for your life is originally created by the one who created you so you need to be able to align with the creator the process might never seem sweet might never seem palatable that might never seem the way you planned it to be you know, the world has already put out certain systems and certain ways how things should run. But God is not, is, not, is not constrained by the systems of the world. You know, that's why God had already told us that being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you are conformed to this world, then you follow the dictates and plans and ordeals and the agenda of this world. And then it's against God's will and plan for us. So we need to be able to align with the word of God, trusting Him consistently. And it will bring us to, you know, that place and um, uh, that promised land that we have for us.
Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the way I love the way you put it because you 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 said that our purpose can be found in the word of God and what we need to align with is the word of God. And by doing that, we're aligned with God, which also means that we're we're trusting God to be able to take us through. And that's like that's profound because I mean I've learned in in my few years of of just of just being with God that like God just reveals to me part time, like this is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to do. And some of these times not what I even planned I wanted to do. Like there, there's a sort of semblance of what it would look like, but God is just aligned this is what I need to do. Like I've I started a podcast last year and I didn't know it would be here. Like and every day God is revealing to me that I want you to go into this space. I want you to go into that space. And um and sometimes he, he even does that by putting a deep and bond a deep desire in my heart by just saying, This is what I need you to do. I need you to be able to do that. And and the moment I can align with God's word, and even if it takes me maybe another five years in uni, another four years into kind of going professional course, I, I, I understand that this is for the fulfillment of God's word in my life, which is the fulfillment of my purpose. And and I absolutely love the, the way you put that. And there's something you said that I I, I enjoyed, and I just started thinking about it while you were speaking. You said when Joseph, when Potiphar's wife wanted to take the sauce from Joseph, and that was pro- that was very interesting and profound for me because I know, I know like it's, it's a funny thing, but like a lot, Joseph knew, God's purpose for his life, not necessarily God, even he knew God. Because when he when when he was running away, he said, I cannot do this to sin against God. Mm. So in he, he knew God. And you know, like when I tell people about so I say when you when you don't want to do some things again, it's because you know God. It's not because you have found the strength to run away from them. It's not because you have you've you've withered, you've you've put together an armor. It's because you you know God and you know that this is not thing God would like. And he knew that if he had done this thing, he was his source was going to be taken. The source of the promises of his life was going to be reduced. Like because now he would have if he had done it, he would have stopped receiving favor from God. Maybe maybe not even stopped. It might his focus might have not been on the favor God was giving him, but on the favor he was receiving from Potiphar. Because at the point she would the wife would have been, I'm guessing, would have been giving him more good, more good words in front of her husband, and the affair would have continued and one favor upon another, and that would have been his focus. And um, yeah, so that that like I think that in, in embracing God is also knowing that in your journey, trials and challenges would come temptations would come but you should not you should not let them take away your source you should be able to say that i i i trust god enough for this and i'm not going to do this and, and i've shared this story plenty of times on this podcast it's about I, I was doing a work and someone wanted me to do something naturally i would have done it in the way i always would have and i almost even wanted to do it but my my spirit was heavy like and i was like why is this thing bothering me like i'm like normally this is what i usually do and after I went back to do the right thing, my spirit said to me that the reason why, because you are no longer the same person. Like your source is different now. And if you had done that thing, you were going to affect your source. You are going to affect your source. And I understand now that I can't do that thing again because I know that it's going to offend God. I have a deep understanding about that. And that's really profound because a lot of people don't understand why 
once they give their life to Christ, once they once they accept God as their lover, they can't do things again. And I think it's key to just because you're just going to affect your source. You're going to you're going to lower the effectiveness of your source, and you no longer want to focus on your source again. And just to round off this conversation, I wanted to ask you now, like almost practically, not almost practically, what are the things people can do? to to trust god more what are the things people can do to to embrace their journey more with, with trust being at the center that's what i wanted to ask what are the things people can do to embrace the journey more is that what the question said yes we trust being at the center hmm. Jesus, I, I believe um, the things we can embrace is, you know, we can embrace the place of prayer, the place of study. And, you know, we need to find like-minded people. Not, not just like-minded people, because we don't even know the kind of idea. We need to find Jesus-minded people. You know, we, we can never really know, we can never really be able to trust God many times if we don't have people who can share us up you know, with the word of God also. So we need to find Jesus-minded people and follow them as we follow Christ. Stay with the word of God and stay in the place of prayer. Many times, many times people really shun or people push away the concept of praying in tongues. Praying in the Holy Ghost, you know, changes your physical, your, your spiritual stature and, and it, it, it enlarges you, it brightens your light. You know, when you study the word of God and pray, but you know, Jesus, you know, the word of God said something, you know, Jesus, that uh, when Jesus was on the mountain, he was praying, he said the fashion of his countenance was, was altered. That means it became something else. It became something else. You know, we need to be able to trust God in the place of prayer. We need to trust God with our friends. We need to trust God with our time, not with our time, with time. And we need to put all for Jesus. The concept of trusting God needs to be, like I said again, prayer, word of God. People who are Jesus minded should be in a circle, should encompass the circle. Because there you are, you're on your way to greatness. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like prayer, like I used to be someone that didn't understand why I should pray for long hours. And and I'm grateful to God for breaking some of these tables in my life and just teaching me some of these lessons. But I mean, most of my, I, I think most of the time I feel so powerful. I, I mean, I'm, I'm powerful almost every day. But the time I feel like I am, I can't explain the amount of power I wield in that moment is when I stand in the gap. And it just feels like as if there's nothing that anybody can bring my way at that time. No matter how powerful you are, no matter what your source is, it feels like there's nothing anybody can bring on my way at, my, at that time that would affect me. And if I have gone like long bouts without praying as well, I just feel spiritually ineffective. <laughs> I like it, it might not be, but I just feel like oh, I can't, I can't yield. I can't, I can't speak, and it happens. Like I haven't fortified myself in the place whereby I haven't gone to the throne of grace regularly to get my daily. And yes, prayer is um, is absolutely the key thing. And the word of God, like. You can read a verse over and over again, and each day God is just telling you a different thing. God is opening your eyes to a different thing. You can read a chapter for a whole year, 
and you get different interpretations for each month of the year. And that's how powerful the word of God is. The word of God is a sword. Like there's so many times you're just going through something and it's that word that comes to your head, that particular word that you can't even remember that comes to you. And sometimes I sometimes I also refers to music as the word of God as well. Like, which is why like we're grateful to people like you that have yielded to God to be able to share your talents with the world because there's sometimes that I don't even know what to say. I don't know how to and a particular song will be on my head for that particular week. And that's what I used to manifest. That's what I use. That's what I used to break boundaries, to break barriers. Like that word is my word. Like that word is the word God has that's called for me. And and the last thing is having Jesus-minded people. Like to be honest, yeah, walking in God, like God expects us to walk horizontally and vertically in the sense that he wants us to look up to him and also have people that would help us in the moments whereby we are down, also help people. He says that I have comforted you so you can comfort others. And having Jesus-minded people is a key thing because when you are falling, they can help, they can serve as parameters for you to say, guy, let's talk about this thing. Let's have this conversation. Why is this thing happening this way? What are you doing about this thing? And you realize that you brought together you 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 want to do the work together you want to you want to do life together and god is just helping you people uh, everyone in that group just just grow in him and just know him better and i agree so much with those points that they're paramount to our lives as christians they're paramount to everything we do as human beings and and yeah i think like that's it for me so um thank you so much for for coming on the show thank you so much for sharing your story for sharing the world with us um we're grateful for you we're grateful for the things god is doing in your life and we just pray that god will keep taking you into more areas of influence to be able to show his light to the world to be able to impact the world in the ways he wants you to and god will give you more grace more 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 testimonies to trust him more and more as you go on with life. So thank you so much, Joshua, for coming. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, sir. God bless you too. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the Glory Lines Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast episode. We hope this has blessed you. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast players and share with as many people as possible. Thank you. God bless.